Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. Welcome to episode 8 of Living the Truth Podcast. Today I'm talking to Rebecca. Rebecca is a multi-passionate creative, photographer, jeweler, painter, and a writer. She likes keeping her hands and mind busy in the studio and out in the nature. She has self-published over 20 artist books. She makes jewelry by hand, she uses natural light and other elements to tell stories with her photography and her paintings highlight climate change. In this episode, we talked about what it is like to be a multi-passionate creative. This one is more like a casual conversation where Rebecca is sharing her story, how she sees the world and what has shaped her approach so far. If you consider yourself a multi-passionate too, this episode will encourage you to keep going and keep following your curiosities. But before we move on to the conversation, if you are a multi-passionate like me and Rebecca, I have written a mini ebook on finding your focus. Finding your focus when you are passionate about a ton of different ideas that you'd like to be working on can be frustrating. It has simple and thoughtful questions to help you dig a little deeper and find out what needs your attention the most on your journey. My hope is that when you finish this book, you will have more clarity, a sense of direction and a bit more courage to keep showing up. You can download it for free over on my website at hirasmf.com forward slash free dash ebook. I've also written a few blog posts and a letter to multi-passionates over on my blog. I will share the links in the episode show notes so you can dive deeper into the topic if you like. Without further ado, here's my chat with Rebecca and I hope you will enjoy. Hi Rebecca, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Hi Hira, how are you? I'm good. Tell us all about you. What do you do and where you are in the world? Uh, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico in the Southwest. Um, And I am a photographer and a jeweler. And I also write and make artwork, uh, some paintings. And I sometimes make books. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So how did you start and when did you start? Um, my, I mean, my parents always encourage creativity. My mom does watercolors. Just, she always used to set up like a table and just like, that was an activity that we always did as kids. Um, and my dad used to be a photographer. He, or he did it when he was younger, like in his twenties and early thirties, uh, more as a hobby. He was an airplane airline pilot. Um, but both of them were very always like hands-on, always fixing up the house or they 
they actually like built a house together in Alaska. Oh, so nice. I feel like there's, yeah, uh, that's where I was born. So, but we ended up moving um, when I was little. We moved around a bunch until I started school and I grew up mostly in Maine. Um, so yeah, I feel like it was just, it was a very, like my, both my parents were always pretty hands-on. And so I always wanted to learn how to build stuff and make stuff. And <laughs> I think that's sort of why I also like try and do a lot of different things. Cause there were always like a bunch of different projects that my parents would work on. <laughs> like my dad would come back from a trip and be like, okay, where was I? What was I fixing? What was I building? Um, but yeah, I, I, I got more, so I was always doing some creative stuff as a kid and then I did an apprenticeship with a, a jeweler, uh, well two jewelers actually, it was a small company in Maine um, in high school and so I learned how to make jewelry there and in a class in my high school and then I, I lo- always loved, I mean I love hammering stuff and making things, especially like wearable objects um, and I decided that I wanted to learn how to do more stuff and not just jewelry because I had a pretty good base with that. Um, so I decided to go to art school, but study sculpture and ceramics. So I just like tried to learn how to do everything. <laughs> I was like, I know how to do a lot of things and not all of them very well, but <laughs> I used to know how to make molds and do all kinds of things. Um, uh, but yeah, so I worked, so I studied, I, I've always made art and, and I worked as a jeweler for a long time. And, um, I also like used to teach art. I, I also taught for a long time. Um, so I, I ran like an after school like comics program for high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also used to do, I, I do some drawing as well. So I used to make comics myself, like little zines. Um, but yeah, Lately, I've been more focused on, so I have my own jewelry company now, and I've been doing that for about six years. And in the last year, I've also launched photography services. So I do, I've always done that, um, but more for documenting my own work or as part of an art project, um, because I used to do like installations and some performances that I would document as a, like in photography. Um, But yeah, so now it's like kind of half and half photography and jewelry. And then I've been trying to write a bit more because I miss it. So I've been mostly just like writing on my own blog. And and that's been fun to like try and link everything together. Right. Does that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm so excited to learn more about all these creative ventures that you are currently working on. And it seems like you are... M- it wouldn't be wrong to say that you're multi-passionate. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always been really interested in material, like working in different mediums, and so I try. Like, I've been trying really hard to make make time for all of that. Mm-hmm. So you are a writer, a photographer, a jeweler, and a painter. How do you mm-hmm. juggle all of this together? Um, well, I don't have time for all of it. <laughs> like mo- so, so to be honest, yeah, mostly like during the week, I work on photography work and 
like stuff on my website and jewelry work and any orders that I have or like right now I'm working on orders and then I'm also trying to design a new collection for uh, January mm-hmm. just like get a head start <laughs> and so like I'll try and squeeze in a little time in the morning to write or like you know I, I'm I am trying to work work on some projects that aren't that aren't online that are maybe a little bit longer and that's really hard to find the time um, and this summer I actually had my first show of paintings because I I've always done a little bit of painting but I did a lot more sculpture and drawing uh, and so this for the last year I was working on like a large body of paintings and so I had a painting show this summer so I haven't really been painting since then um, I've just been sort of thinking about what to do next so that it's like sort of on the back burner and I think next you know like maybe in this in the in winter winter spring I'll start some new work um but yeah it's I don't know it's kind of hard to juggle it like for in terms of in terms of work and finances like my income is primarily from photography and from the jewelry so I tend to do that during the week and then carve out some time in the mornings and on the weekends to do um, more writing and and art making um but I found like one of the only ways I can really get like try and spend like a whole day writing is if I go away. So my wife has a a conference in Vancouver and so I'm going to go along with her in two weeks and we're going to go, we rented like a little place out on Vancouver Island. So I'm just going to go hang out in the rainforest <laughs> and try and, and try and clear my head, like not do any, any work for anybody else so just like try and have a little retreat right. um, yeah like that's one thing I've sort of been trying to do this year that I like never really did it's just like have a week where I don't have to do anything like mm-hmm. figure out how to clear clear the decks and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing that you are thinking about this and creating space for you uh, to stick with your thoughts and maybe once you are back from that mini retreat you will be able to have a bunch of new ideas or new creative projects to work on and full of inspiration yeah i hope so (laughs) it's also like right before the holidays so it'll be good to have a break and then come right back and be like okay time to finish everything yeah right i was wondering um what did you study in art school um, I went to, I did undergrad at the School of the Art Institute in Chicago, and I was in the ceramics department. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it was set up, so I had a studio in the ceramics department, but then I would take classes in other departments. So I took a lot of classes in the sculpture department and then also in the bookmaking department, mm-hmm. which is part of printmaking. Um, and then I also took a, a number of classes in the fiber arts department. So I like made, I, would do primarily ceramics but then like incorporate other other pieces or other aspects like sort of more mm-hmm. some like text text-based conceptual stuff as well um, and then I did I went to grad school also for art at also in Chicago which is where I used to live and I did their studio arts MFA mm-hmm. program and that so the program at UIC was divided into it was like photo video and studio arts so 
I did studio arts and and sort of did a mix of draw you know like text-based work and drawings and photography and sculpture some installation pieces yeah you have a very interdisciplinary approach to your work and I was curious where uh, where this was, was coming from <laughs> yeah I think it's just it's always how I've worked <laughs> like I always have multiple projects or there's always like a different you know like or like sometimes it's like there's an idea or like a thing that I'm trying to present and it's more like how what's the best way to do it like it's not always one there's not always like one material or method that's going to work for that mm -hmm. um and in terms of the jewelry like when I first started I've sort of always made jewelry just for, to wear and for friends and family. And I didn't really think about starting my own company or like making my own work to try to actually sell it until I started thinking about like trying to turn like drawings from my sketchbook into, into metal or like trying to have, and like once I started to think about it in terms of that, like in terms of a way of like having things cross over then it then that that was like sort of what made it exciting to me and made me want to do it and like I also have a lot of fun shooting lookbooks and like coming up with like themes and like ways to like capture a texture in photography um and so I spent a lot of time on the photography side of that and that's sort of why I've been trying to carve out more time for photography in the past like couple of years mm -hmm. Uh, did you ever kind of struggled with having multiple passions and wanting to work uh, in and explore different mediums to express yourself? Did you ever feel like you have to pick one thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to try to do multiple things, in especially in terms of like trying to say like, oh, hi, this is me. This is what I do. And like get your exactly, message. Like, yeah. I think I've rebuilt my website like 1500 times to try to make sure that it's like, does it make sense? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's also hard in terms of like having enough time to be able to focus on certain mm -hmm. things. And so that's definitely a struggle. Um, and in the past, you know, I also had like other jobs <laughs> And so now I do mostly, I like, you know, do mostly jewelry and photography and have some freelance, freelance clients. Um, so in terms of that, it's a little bit easier to rein, rein in like what projects I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, I, I've, I've finally, like I have a planner <laughs> that's like on paper so I can like write out and try and figure out what I'm working on during the week and like try to, you know. I think one thing I've realized in the last couple of years is that I have to, like, I have to carve out a couple mornings. Maybe it's only like a couple hours once a week, but I like kind of have to have time where I don't have to do anything. And mm -hmm. that's time that I can actually like look at what I'm working on and try and figure out how to do it better or how to um, like sort of restructure or like where, where I can do things better. Or, like, and that like sort of, just like allowing some anything goes time. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It does. And like sometimes it's like, oh, I'm catching up on paperwork. Or sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to like research this thing that's really interesting to me. Um, and so like I 
I've been trying to make sure that I always have like a free morning or a free afternoon where I don't have like work for, for clients or like orders to fill or anything like that. Um, and I also think because I'm, you know, I'm, I do jewelry and photography for work for, to earn a living as well. Um, that like this year, I also feel like I need to also have some hobbies <laughs> that have nothing to do with work and that I'm not trying to make into work, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah, like I read Marley Grace has a book, um, How to Not Always Be Working, and that was like one of the things that she talks about in that book. And it's like, you know, have some hobbies that like, like don't try and turn all of your hobbies into like your side hustle. <laughs> I was just thinking about the exact same thing. And I was wondering to ask you, how does it feel for you? Because it, it feels like to me that uh, all of your hobbies, photography, uh, or your passion to make jewelry and to create art and work on different projects, you have kind of made it into uh, like a part of your business. How does that yeah. feel for you? <laughs> Um, well, I, in terms of making art in terms of making, in terms of the things that I'm interested in writing, I'm not trying too hard to make those a business. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to just do whatever it is that I want to do. <laughs> and similar, I mean, similarly with some of the photography that I'm doing, like, I mean, yes, I do some work for clients, but also I'm trying to like make sure that it's like what I'm interested in doing and one way of having multiple um, income streams and like pa and passions is that I can like sort of keep it switch, switch it up and keep it interesting to me mm -hmm. and I tr the way I've tried to present it is like to try to tie them all in and because I think that explains what I'm trying to do and like like I try to you know, share a lot of photos of where I live and like the mountains and the desert and because that's stuff that is inspiring to me. And so I want to show like all of those sides of it. Um, mm -hmm. But this fall, like, so this summer and this fall, I was like, okay, I really, well, actually in this, you know, and earlier in the winter, I was like, I don't ever, like, I'm, I'm always working. I don't have enough time to read. And so I decided I was just going to try and read like as much as possible this year, because I find that that like also it, it makes me think about things in a different way and like like reading both fiction and nonfiction. um and so I've been trying to carve out a lot more time for reading which makes me more inspired to do more work um and also it's just like a really nice way of unwinding <laughs> and like shutting off certain parts of my brain and I also like decided to run a, a I'm training, I'm actually training to run a marathon right now, <laughs> but I decided to do that this fall because I was like, I want to make sure that I like have to, like I'm giving myself a goal that has nothing to do with any of my work. And so it's like something that I can like sort of try and do that's going to be hard, but that is like, has nothing to do with work, has nothing to do with like trying to be better at like photography mm -hmm. and, and making jewelry. It has nothing to do with the business. And so that's been nice to like have to just be like, okay, I'm going to have these other things that are like really fun and interesting. And mm -hmm. so I don't feel like my brain is always has to be in the studio. 
It sounds like um, you are making space for challenging yourself because to me it feels like you love to challenge yourself and one way of doing that is how you combine all those multiple passions of yours together. And um, what I really want to say is that hearing your story is um, bringing up the process of following your curiosity for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's like what I want to do always. <laughs> <laughs> so any thoughts or suggestions or insights for people who might be struggling to find balance or comfort in navigating, being passionate about multiple mediums and outlets for their own creativity? What would you like to say to them? I mean, maybe just try to carve out a little time to actually like be bored. <laughs> <laughs> or to like look at things like to go to be able to go for a walk or like let I think like part of the cure like following curiosity for me is like actually trying to like a like work in this downtime where I can flip through a bunch of books and try and find something that's really interesting or go for a walk and like or look look something up that I didn't know about um and like have the time to like also reflect on what what I've done mm -hmm. I think that's like that's something that I've tried to just like work that time in not just like time to try to make something or like but like time where there's no expectations and I right. think that's a way of like being like actually like allowing yourself to be curious mm -hmm. <laughs> as if you don't because part of curiosity is like it's just like you want to learn something or see something or you get inspired, but it's like if you have this expectation of what you're going to get done during this period of time, then it's like you're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it, I mean, there's never enough time to do anything, but, <laughs> but like it is one thing, like I know if I don't have, if I don't have downtime on the weekend or if I don't have like a day where I don't actually have to do anything, I start, I can feel like all the wheels going flying mm -hmm. off. So. Yeah. I think having room for play and experiment yeah. apart from expectations is something that is very important for the creative process itself and mm -hmm. you as a creative. Yeah. And like one, you know, I've done this, well, not the whole thing, but um, uh, do you know The Artist's Way by Julia yes. Cameron? Yes. Yeah. Like one, basically like once a year for the last like five years, I've done it or at least like done part of it. I've done the whole thing a couple of times, but, um, but if I start to feel like I just like can't do, <laughs> which usually happens at least once a year, more like a couple of times. Um, I, I definitely like will pull it out and try and just do some of the exercises to try to like remind myself that I should have some time once a week to like uh, just go do something that isn't that where there are no expectations or. Mm -hmm. um, Which one of the exercises are, are your favorite to do that helps you to reconnect with, with your own creativity? Um, I mean, I like, I, I often try to do the morning pages just as a regular practice. Mm -hmm. um, but I think 
just like knowing that I should take an like so she has this one thing that you're supposed like there's two things you're supposed to do for the whole book and it's like yes. you write morning pages first thing in the morning and it's like you write three pages dream of consciousness like first thing anything goes mm-hmm. um and then the other thing you're supposed to do is like once a week go on an artist date with yourself yes. which can be anything mm-hmm. and like sometimes it's just like oh okay I really want to take a bubble bath or something <laughs> <laughs> And like read a book and that's like, sometimes that's my artist date or like go, go and do something by yourself. I think mm-hmm. is it's essentially, yeah, it's like, it's not like actually making a plan to be in the studio. It's like making a plan to go do something interesting with yourself, like by yourself. By whether yourself. Yeah. Um, so for me, I mean, those two are mostly what I find interesting. And then there are a handful of like, questions that I sometimes I'm like oh, okay this is good to ask myself once a year like mm-hmm. what am I really interested in like where do I see myself in however many years or like what did I do this year? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all coming back to uh, asking yourself and being really honest with yourself about what it is that you want to work on and towards and yeah. I really love that book it's a wonderful book um, I personally do the morning pages and I try to keep up with that habit and I've seen a lot of um, for my uh, for me and for my own creative process I've seen a lot of it is coming from that intention of sitting down and just being in conversation with my own thoughts with my own self you know sitting down yeah. with my own thoughts yeah Absolutely. <laughs> it's really easy when I, when I'm like going to, when I have a really busy month, it's so easy for me to just like get up and start working at 7am, like with my first cup of coffee. And sometimes I do that. And when I do it for like a whole week, then at the end, I'm just like a total mess. So <laughs> um, it's good to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up and also do something that's not like, I'm not looking at my phone and my computer all at once. Mm-hmm. So um, wh- I'm curious, why is it important for you to create, draw, paint, explore, and celebrate your creativity this way? This way? You mean, oh, do you mean drawing and painting? No, or... um, I mean, in general, <laughs> why is it important for you to keep creating and exploring? I think it's this, it's, part it's sort of part and parcel with like always wanting to learn something new like I want I want to like stay engaged and not and feel like I'm always doing something or like always able to learn something or try something new and there is also something like very especially with drawing and painting there's like a very it can be like a like meditative quality you know like just like sitting down and being like I'm just gonna do this for however long and sometimes I have uh, like an actual go with the piece that I'm working on, but sometimes I'll just like, it's actually more like medicine almost, <laughs> you know, like, like sometimes it is just like, I really just need to sit here and like do watercolors and not try and make it look like anything and like just have it be an activity that is relaxing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, And sometimes it's a way of like trying to, 
express like a complex situation or thing into something visual. Um, I think I definitely think about translation a lot in terms of like how to write about ideas and how to make them come across visually. Like the painting series that I did this summer, um, I, there were like these really dark paintings, kind of like they looked like they were underwater. Um, but I was also just trying to think about things that we can't see and things that we won't see and things that we'll probably, we'll never see because like climate change is changing things so much. Mm -hmm. um, and so they just ended up being these super like mostly black paintings with uh, like sort of like a color and light play in different patterns. Um, and those were really fun to make, but also it was like an interesting way of trying to think about how to make a piece of work that talks about that without that conveys the it, message without having it feel like angry. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about artwork. You can convey a feeling uh, or an emotion or spark an idea with the the visual only. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like trying to communicate some of that with other people mm -hmm. and like create connections. I mean, that's another reason why I also like to work in different media because like, especially with photography, it's like when I'm making jewelry, I'm alone in my studio. <laughs> it's just me like hammering away. And like when I do photography, like I'm working with other people or I'm like going and meeting people or like going outside and shooting. And that's like a really, it's really nice to be like, to have like multiple reasons to be able to get out and connect with other people and Can also I, be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the self-employed creatives, it is kind of an, um, a plus side if their ventures include human interaction <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um i'm curious what are your struggles now and how are you living your truth out loud despite all those struggles um i think my struggle right now well i have many <laughs> <laughs> like i'm trying to stay you know i'm trying to stay balanced like allow myself time to like recover from too much work or and like and also stay inspired and then you know I'm also I think this is something that a lot of people are struggling with especially people who work from home or are self-employed and like don't work with a lot of people like I love the internet for like allowing me to connect with people but it's also taking over my life so like I love Instagram it's great to it's like really has a lot of inspiration it's like great to have these conversations like that's how we met <laughs> it's awesome yeah. but it's also like oh my god I have to learn how to put down my phone and like and like see outside of screens and so that's I feel like that's a struggle that a lot of people are having right now and mm -hmm. another thing which I've always I've never been very good about but this year I was just like okay I need to like I need to make make friends with accounting and budgeting and like understand you know like uh, like uh, you know allow time in to like 
actually sit down and do all of my accounting like on a regular basis so it's not something that builds up and becomes this like huge level of stress which I think happens in so many small businesses it's just the the financial side and the like accounting and administration side can just like pile up and become this like huge weight and that's what that was like for me last year and so this year I've just like tried to be like tackle it a little bit at a time so it's not overwhelming and then I can still like deal with the rest of the business and it's not it doesn't ever take over mm-hmm. but and I think those are things that a lot of people struggle with <laughs> I think the first thing that you shared about uh, is about having boundaries in place and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are struggling with it I myself have struggled with it and I I don't want to say that I've um, that I've come to the other side. <laughs> I still struggle with it, but now I'm learning with time and with experience of, uh, about how much of me being online is actually helping me. You know yeah. what I mean? And how much of it is making me fall off the track that I really want to be moving on. And. I think you're so right. It's it's all part of the process, and you kind of um, explore and figure out how to balance it along the way. <laughs> but it yeah. definitely is a struggle. And the other thing you mentioned about um, having to deal with the finance side of a small business, I I think it's very it's a very wise thing that you have started to think about tackling it the first thing and not leaving it until the end Uh, because I I understand it becomes a huge weight and you can't really focus on the creative side of the work which you obviously love to do (laughs) because you are thinking about all these other things yeah it can be overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) but it's I mean it definitely like it's made a huge difference this year, just like paying attention to it and like paying attention to like what's coming in, what's going out and what I'm and how I'm working. And like, I've been able to change a few things like how I work to be more efficient and like, um, like figuring out how to like work on certain things together so that it's more efficient. And, and that's been helpful because I think it's just always, especially products and stuff it's and what I work with is such a it's like the raw material cost is so expensive <laughs> it's just like that can be overwhelming so mm-hmm. so um what does your creative process looks like on a more day-to-day basis how do you like to spend your days um I tend to mix it up like I'll have one day I mean I think it's it, like it's for me working on jewelry it's much easier if I like sit down and do it the whole day like I might write a blog post or like tackle some emails in the morning and then go into the studio and just try and like do as much as possible all together like work on if I have like a large order I'll work on all of the, like try and do certain pieces together like however it makes sense for the actual making part and mm-hmm. um, usually that's like one or you know like one or two days a week and then with some, you know, and then like maybe some half days making jewelry. And then if I have to go and do a shoot, like that's, you know, probably a half day. And then at least like 
a half day or another full day of editing. So I do try and mix it up. So it's like, I at least have like one full day of jewelry and one full day of photography a week. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like, depending on what I have on for each week, sort of mixes up. And then when I'm trying to work on new stuff, it's, I do try and fit it in when I have like slower periods. Like, so if I don't have a lot of shoots to do, if I don't have a lot of orders a certain week, like I'll try and get a head start on a new collection. So like, I'm, you know, like I had a little bit of extra time this week. So I was like, great, I can actually start this. (laughs) And like, I'll have a piece of paper that's like on my uh, bulletin board where I like, I'll start making a list of like whatever I'm planning for the next collection ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Um, So like, even if I don't have time to work on everything during a set week, like I'll try and keep notes so that I know, like I have a list of of things that I want to work on when I have the time for it. Right. So every day of the week looks different. Pretty much. (laughs) yeah yeah and like and then you know sometimes like my wife travels a lot for her work so like sometimes I'll just be like okay I'm gonna come with you and then I like work the whole weekend so I can like go go with her for like two days or something um so it's nice to have the flexibility and I think that's something that I would miss if I like went back to having a full-time job Yeah. Being able to like set up what my days are going to look like. And some days I'm just like, I can't face, I can't face doing that. I'm not going to like, and I'll put it off and I'll switch, switch projects. Mm-hmm. I was wondering because every day of the week looks different for you. And because you also have clients for photography and days for shooting and days for editing. How do you make a sense of your week? Like, do you sit down in advance on a weekend and plan your week or how do you do it yeah I mean I have a like this last year this year I like got a you know pretty a much bigger like paper planner so there is room to actually plan out each day um and I only really have to go get crazy detailed when I'm really busy. (laughs) So like most of the, like most weeks, it's not like, I don't have to like crazy plan ahead of time. I like know that I have like three days to get certain projects done and I can, sometimes I can, unless I'm, unless I have like a strict deadline, I can sometimes shuffle it around depending on how I'm feeling that day. But often it's like, okay, well I have these two, three days. So like, this is when I'm tackling these projects. Mm -hmm. Um, and in terms of orders, I figure out what the deadline is and like work back from that and like prioritize like who's, you know, which order I'm doing first. And if I can do some together, I do them together. Um, also depends on if I have the right materials in-house and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I try and track, like I, I put all of my meetings in my planner ahead of time. And like if I have a meeting in the middle of the day, I won't try to make jewelry that day necessarily because it's like too hard to sit down and get started mm-hmm. but I could do something like editing where I can pick up and leave off if that makes sense yeah it does I think um, the way you are doing it uh, and in my own personal opinion having a bigger picture and you know being able to 
stand a couple of steps behind and have a look uh, at what it is that you're working towards it really helps you in planning your days so you are fine even if you know you are making space for rest some self-care breathing or whatever it is that you're making space for during those days but you're still working towards your main goal yeah yeah and what keeps you kind of motivated and keep going and finding inspiration how do you find inspiration to keep going on a more day-to-day basis <laughs> my sister asked me that once last year it was really funny so i was like these are all the things i want to do and she's like how i don't understand how you like stay so motivated <laughs> <laughs> i think and i don't oh i'm not always i mean there are times when i'm just like okay i'm just like getting like I'm just getting stuff done and like there's no there's no <laughs> inspiration mm-hmm. um but like to be honest this year like I've been reading so much and that has made me interested in like it just like makes me feel a lot more awake and interested in things mm-hmm. um and like I actually have time to read nonfiction instead <laughs> instead of just <laughs> reading fiction um i mean i like i can read fiction super quickly and and nonfiction definitely takes me a little bit longer but um like that's i mean that's sort of one way and and again i you know if i'm too busy to take a morning off to like work on something or something i mean to, to basically not do anything or not work or have it be free time then like if I don't have time for that, I know like that's when like that ends up being like a bad month mm-hmm. and like I don't feel inspired. So like really the way it's not necessarily like where I'm finding it exactly, but just like allowing myself to have some downtime allows me to like be bored and think about like what it what is interesting and and try to get excited about things again. And I also like one of the, I mean, so I lived in Chicago for like 16 years and it's a great city. There's a ton of art, like the, it's nice to be next to the lake, but it, it's so hard to get out of the city. And so we moved to Santa, we moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, two years ago and you can drive, like you can get out of the city so quickly here which is just such a relief. <laughs> so it's like you can drive up to the ski basin in the mountains that are like right here and be, and you can be like on a mountain trail in 25 minutes, um, which is just like not something that's possible in a city like Chicago, which is just so big. Um, so it was like being able, like when I'm having a bad day or like just like really need to get out and clear my head like being able to like get in the car like late afternoon and like just go up and go for a walk in the forest and clear my head has been huge and has like I feel like there are so many more things that I want to do living here because I have I feel like I have room to breathe mm-hmm. and like it's easy to like get outside and like be out of the city and so, I mean, and nature has always been, nature and landscape has always been a huge, like, inspiration in my work. So being able to, like, have access to it instead of just, like, 
dreaming about it, which is what I would do in Chicago. <laughs> be like, oh, one of these days I'm going to go climb a mountain or like some point I'll get to the ocean. Um, so that's like sort of a huge, huge thing for me. Way to reconnect and, and get re-inspired. I you think know. I can relate to your experience of being in the nature and away from the city life. Yeah, um, how is it, it in Copenhagen? <laughs> I actually <laughs> live a little far from the main city. And oh, okay. It, it's quite, it's quite quiet here. <laughs> and I get to see, um, I get to observe the nature. Like nowadays, I am observing autumn here. Uh, back home in Pakistan, I'm, this is something my husband and I, we were talking about earlier that I was living in the main city there and it, I didn't get to observe the shifts in nature that much, you know? Um, yeah. And living here, I feel it's such a joy. It brings me so much joy to be in the nature and have this space and this quiet time to just you know, be with myself, be with my thoughts. And it kind of, it's similar to your experience. It inspires me to be more creative and explore different things because now I have space to think about other things. And um, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Is um, it hard to get out of the bigger city that you were living in before? Before I was living in Lahore, it's one of the metropolitan cities in Pakistan. Um, yeah, I loved it when I was in Pakistan. Obviously, I loved my city, but um, I love living here. It wasn't hard, it was hard because of the family and because it was comfortable. I grew up in that city and it was comfortable for me to, you know, navigate that city, but yeah. If it wasn't for family and if it wasn't for food, <laughs> um, I think I'd prefer this uh, the place where I'm living now. Living yeah, now. yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have one special question for you. Okay. Um, what does living a wholehearted creative life look like for you? Um, I think it's similar to things I've been talking about before, but like trying to find some balance and like allowing myself to have time to be bored and, and do things that have no, and do things without expectation so that I can see like what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's also because you are an example of following your curiosity and I really, really love that about you, you and your story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Rebecca, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me, my website is Rebecca Mir, and Mir is M-I-R, uh, Grady, G-R-A-D-Y, dot com. And I'm on Instagram, at, uh, Rebecca Mir Grady. And Facebook, same. <laughs> there are links to all of it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for this amazing conversation. Thanks so much. It was so nice to talk to you.
all the resources and links we mentioned will be over on my website hirasahmed.com forward slash podcast h-i-r-a-s-a-h-m-e-d dot com forward slash podcast the ebook and blog post that i mentioned earlier can be found in the show notes if you think you have a friend who might benefit from this conversation it would be really nice if you could share the link of this episode with them one last thing that i'd like to ask you if you found this helpful would you please take a moment to subscribe and review the podcast it would really really help me and the podcast in connecting with other like-minded multi-passionate creative humans if you're curious to find out more about me and the work that i do come on over on my website you are very welcome to sign up for getting a letter from me to you in your inbox every other sunday these letters are where i share my personal stories lessons that i'm learning and my experiences of living my truth out loud and i'd love to connect with you or come find me on instagram i'm at hira s emer thank you so much for listening to the podcast and i'll catch you next time